Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. I'm Lin Lee, and this is Morning Shot. Today marks the global Earth Overshoot Day. What does it mean? We're actually two days away from Singapore's uh, Earth Overshoot Day, actually. Today is the global one, two days away from Singapore's one. Okay, so you, you might be wondering what Global Earth Overshoot Day means. Basically, it marks the day when our demand for ecological resources and services in a given year exceeds what Earth can regenerate in that year. Calculated by the Global Footprint Network, it is the day that represents people exceeding, like I said, Earth's biocapacity or simply the ability of an ecosystem to generate resources in a sustainable way. It is even more poignant as it comes against a backdrop of record high temperatures in July, with the UN warning that the era of global boiling has arrived. For more insights on local efforts to fight the climate crisis, I have with me Jayashri Narayanan, Head of Education and Outreach at WWF Singapore. Good morning, Jayashri. Morning, Lily. And we also have with us Jody Teresa Montero, CEO and co-founder of Ferticlay. Welcome to the show, Jody. Morning, Lily. All right, Jayashri, let's start off by talking about our consumption patterns. Clearly, Singapore is not spared from Earth Overshoot Day 2. Can you enlighten us? How are we measuring up to other countries when it comes to our consumption patterns and which areas do you think we fared better in versus badly in? Lindley, as you rightly pointed out, so Singapore, like many other countries, is also facing the overshoot day. Mm. Uh, And in fact, what data shows is that we are hitting that day sooner and sooner each year. Mm. So which means that our demands and our consumption is really overtaking and exceeding a a sustainable supply. But I would like to start with a little bit of hope and what we are doing well. But to put it into context, Singapore is in a bit of a unique situation. We are a small city state. We are densely populated. Our environmental footprint and our demands on development is always a balancing act. Mm. But what is heartening to see is that there is greater awareness when it comes to various environmental practices, be it waste management, you know, efficient energy usage, moving towards greener sources of energy as well, but also maybe in our day-to-day sustainable practices. Movements like bring your own box or say no to disposable or single-use plastics Mm -hmm. is something that is gaining traction and people are looking into adopting these measures on a day-to-day basis. In fact, this is also part of our national agenda when it comes to having a zero-waste master plan, the Singapore Green Plan 2030 or our net zero targets. Mm -hmm. And in fact, WWF is committed to making sure that we support these national agendas as well. In fact, this is also mirrored in WWF global goals when it comes to us trying to half our footprint. Mm. Uh, So, of course, as I said, education and awareness is key because Mm. any of our small actions can actually go a long way when it comes to environmental protection and safeguarding our biodiversity. And in fact, what is heartening again to see is that this is starting very young. Mm. So my colleagues who were at a preschool recently to give a talk were telling me that they're already talking about sustainability. They're using that term even in a kindergarten age. So I would say we are on the right track, but Mm -hmm. it's still going to be a journey. Very, very positive indeed. Jody. let's bring you in here. In short, you rescue food waste and turn them into sustainable clay. 
What gave you such an out-of-the-box idea in the first place? So I came up with the idea when I was um, still in university. So I was trying to graduate and I had to make up for some lost credits. So I took part in a competition and I just came up with this material out of basically my uncle's backyard where Ooh. I was substituting different kinds of materials for more sustainable alternatives. That's where I started with eggshells, which are an unavoidable food waste. Mm-hmm. And by combining it with clay, I had come up with a fertilizing clay, which is why today our startup is called Ferticlay. Tell me more about Ferticlay. Yep, so Ferticlay aims to reach handle unavoidable food waste into alternative clay materials for industrial purposes. So we are actually trying to raise awareness about food waste and how we can actually creatively recycle them. And we plan to work with um, corporates to actually recycle their waste into mm-hmm. useful products. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I hear that you specifically target midstream waste materials from food and manufacturing industries. But can you explain why is that so? So food waste is actually largely produced at such manufacturing facilities. Um, but to get there, we want to actually make sure that we know how to handle the food waste. So actually, we're starting off with F&B outlets, whether it's cafes or restaurants and even hotels. Yeah, so we're actually trying to tackle food waste at large, but we know that we need to progressively reach you know, the large capacity volume of food waste. So that's how we're starting Jashri, we're seeing more and more youths like Jody come to the forefront to give uh, sustainability a voice. And so bringing in a campaign that WWF has organised and backed by Tomasi Foundation as well, that's called Hashtag We Got This, and it's targeted at youths. Tell us about this so-called campaign clinic that WWF is holding in September. Are there any gaps in youth environmental activism that you guys are hoping to fill? Okay, I will start a little bit with We Got This program. We are Mm -hmm. actually in our third run of the program. Uh, It targets youth aged 18 to 30. Anybody who is passionate about the environment and and want to communicate about these topics that is closer to their heart can actually take part in the program. And the start of the incubator period is actually the campaign clinic. It's Mm. a three-day event that's happening from 1st to the 3rd September in Singapore. So again, with all the COVID years, finally, we we are actually back to doing it in person. So we are going to have 60 youth from Singapore and 30 from the ASEAN region, the other countries coming together in Singapore, ideating, uh, doing workshops, listening to experts, knowing more about sustainability topics, community building, uh, digital marketing, using various tools to communicate about these very pertinent environmental topics. And of course, at the end of the incubator period, they would launch a social media campaign Mm -hmm. on a topic of their choice. In fact, Jodi is actually our alumni as well. So her Fertically project is something that she worked on last year as part of her Uh uh, campaign. So when it comes to gaps, of course, we are looking at a multi-pronged approach looking at knowledge. So we want to make sure that what is being communicated is grounded in strong science. Mm -hmm. And there is, of course, skills when it comes to communication and the nitty gritties of it. So making sure that what you're talking is actually reaching to a wider audience. Mm -hmm. And of course, the necessary support. So when it comes to an incubator program, mentors are crucial. So all these youth will actually be paired with an industry expert mentor Mm -hmm. to support their journey. And the good news is the application for Singapore-based participants is still open. So again, Mm. with our listeners, if any of them is keen to apply for it, please visit our website. And it's open actually until this weekend. Uh, Okay, so campaign clinic. Uh, that's going to be held next month, right? Okay, yep. so if you're interested, go check it out. Jody, besides the environmental side of things, we also want to talk about business. Um, even though attitudes are slowly improving, what do you think is the biggest challenge 
about running a company in the sustainability business? Well, I think one of the main challenges that we had at the start was, you know, addressing food waste as an issue because there's so many different categories of food waste, which is why we decided to look at food waste with a lot of nutritional value. And that's things like eggshells, um, coffee grounds, and so on and so forth, which are known as unavoidable food waste. So we actually plan to tackle it first from there to show people, you know, there's still so much value in our waste. And waste that ends up in our landfill, it also gets mixed up along the way to the landfill. It actually gets mixed up with a lot of toxic materials and ends up producing methane, which is 80 times worse than carbon dioxide. So I think through realising all these issues, I needed to find a place where I can actually work on it, right? Mm -hmm. And like JSU has just mentioned, during We Got This, I actually got to meet with um, a very key industry mentor who actually helped to guide me and figure out exactly what issue I was solving and how to actually get to the main goal that I was trying to solve. Mm. But at the end of the day, a business is a business. So how, how do you ensure that you're making good strides in what you do when it comes to effort versus profits? I think for us, we are very motivated by the impact that we drive more than just the profits. Mm -hmm. um, we know that profits are very, very important, right, so that we can sustain ourselves. So I think that we actually want to employ more of a cohesive like strategy when it comes to running our operations. So we actually work with people with disabilities, people from marginalised communities to actually work on, give them a, a job that actually they are feel purposeful towards. Yeah, and also I think from the many skills that I picked up, we got this, we actually got to talk to a lot of other industry players a lot of I got to listen to a lot of the other participants mm -hmm. programs and campaigns that they were working on and that really inspired me to take on this cohesive approach towards mm. you know driving sustainability forward okay before I let you go so in the spirit of the upcoming earth overshoot day in Singapore what is the change you're hoping to see most locally in the next five to ten years let's start with you Jayashree I am actually very hopeful, again, as I said, when I started. Uh, so I would, again, try to look at the positives. Mm -hmm. uh, so with a lot of work that we are trying to do in terms of education, outreach and youth work, I'm really looking forward to see how these youths in the next five to 10 years actually become voices for our environment. Mm -hmm. So I see them driving policy changes. I see them like coming up with a community level movement to, to create that change, not just within themselves, but with, with the larger audience as well. I would just like to go back to WWF's mission in this case is really to build a future in which people live in harmony with nature. People and nature are both part of the equation. And I think that awareness would, would go a great way when we talk about environmental protection. And you, Jody? Yeah, in the same vein, I found it particularly because I was particularly intrigued by the emotional connections that we have towards nature. And, you know, um, I think it's really important to realise the beauty of nature so that we know what we're actually trying to fight for and what we're trying to protect because it's very hard to protect something that you don't love and you don't care about. So that's something that I really hope, you know, the youth will start to realise and like Jishu said, there's so many community initiatives that we can join or we can even start ourselves as youth and there's so many opportunities out there if we are just willing to like look for it. So I really see the youth stepping up to actually inspire other youth around them and their seniors and the youth under them. Thank you so much, ladies, for your efforts, your good work, and the insights you shared today with us. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. We've been speaking with Jayashree Narayanan, Head of Education and Outreach at WWF Singapore, and Jody Teresa Montero, CEO and co-founder of Ferti Clay. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.